Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston back with you on the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, we are continuing our kind of finance 101 series. I believe this is my last episode of kind of these what is. And this question today is what is the 3% rule? What is the 3% rule? When we start talking about this concept of what does it take to retire? The 3% rule is this rule of thumb that a lot of us use to understand that you can outlive your assets or that you that that you that make sure that your assets outlive you rather than you outlive your assets. So that's the whole point of the 3% rule. It's trying to answer this question of when can I retire? If you've ever seen that um, commercial where people are carrying around their numbers and stuff like that, um, the, the 3% rule for me is, is a great rule of thumb to help uh, understand this. And as with most rules of thumb, there's some other nuances and things we, we should consider when we look at the whole enchilada to help you decide when should I retire. Now, the, the 3% rule is kind of predicated on the piles of cash mentality. So meaning that if you have, let's say, $2 million and you draw 3% off of that a year, that's $60,000 in living expenses that that would cover. Some people might use a 4% rule, meaning that 4% of $2 million is 80 grand. So if your expenses are $50,000 a year, then you are good as golden with a $2 million portfolio. If your expenses are $100,000 a year, the 3% rule says, or even a 4% rule says that isn't enough in assets to last you for all of your retirement. And the, um, the thing about this rule, as, as we consider it, is that it doesn't include some of the things we, we've been talking about in terms of a rate of return. So the, the general idea is that, gosh, if all you earn is 3% on your investments, a very conservative number, then your assets never go down with with the three percent rule so if you have a hundred thousand dollars that you need you know that's going to be like 3.4 million dollars to get you over the hump and to um, get you that the assets that you need but going back to our assumptions again what if 
you earn more than 3%. What if you earn 6% on your investments? Now at a $2 million portfolio, now you're having $240,000 that your portfolio is generating. So um, the 3% rule makes things so conservative, it may not reflect reality. Now, the other thing we have to consider though, is that that $2 million isn't static, right? The, the value of your portfolio will fluctuate. Some years you may be up 30%, and that $2 million is now $2.6 million. Other years may come around and you may be down 30% and your $2 million becomes, let's see, what would that be? $1.4 million. Well, now if we use, use um, that $60,000 as an example, let's say that's your living expense, 60,000 divided by 1.4 million is 4.3%. So um, you are still close to that 3% rule, which, hey, as long as you have some conservative investments, whether it's cash in the bank or something that doesn't fluctuate a whole lot, if that's 10% of your portfolio, then gosh, or more, then you don't have to worry about these fluctuations because your cash flow would get covered by that 10% of your investments, that's conservative stuff, even when your assets go down by 30%. And so the 3% the rule you know, gauges at a particular time, particular circumstances to help you understand it. Some of the, the downfalls is that so many people just look at living expenses. And what I find people miss is that they, they end up coming up with too low of a number. So let's say their living expenses are $50,000 a year. When they look at what they're spending on food, what they're spending on gas, what they're spending on uh, their property taxes, you know, all that stuff might be $50,000. But then they forget about the fact that the battery goes out in the car. They forget about the fact they have to buy a new car every few years. They forget about the vacations that they take and trips that they take. They forget about the gifts that they're giving family. They forget about that family member that they're supporting every month or every year. And so all of those things often get lost in the shuffle. And so our assumption of a, of a 3% rule on $2 million um, ends up being wrong because you were just looking at your living expenses. So you really have to factor in um, the stuff happens factor in life. You have to factor in needing new vehicles, um, things like that. Um, on the positive end, often people are looking at their, their paper portfolios or real estate portfolios, um, but they're not including their, their main residence because certainly that is something that could be sold and then lived off of. So um, you can, of course, get too conservative and, and make some uh, super conservative assumptions that say you have to have $5 million uh, in, in a portfolio, which isn't necessarily accurate. Now, of course, in this piles of cash mentality, you know, this is really easy to measure. 
in when you have a portfolio of real estate, like let's just take my, my land business as an example. Well, I have a lot of great cash flow now, you know, literally tens of thousands of dollars a month that I can pretty much count on every single month. But uh, a lot of those inflow streams are going for three years or five years or seven years. They're not perpetual. Uh, or you might have, and then I have to reinvest that money into new stuff as it comes up. So in order to keep that up, you know, you have to constantly reinvest it. Or in the case of, uh, let's say, a commercial building or rental houses, you know, where we make these assumptions of cash flows based on what property taxes are today or what rent is today. And um, sometimes people, I think, are too aggressive about what that can be. And they're not thinking about the fact they're going to have to put money back into a property to maintain it. I think back to the, um, the, the conversation with Corey Fawcett, a couple of them that we've had, two or three of them, uh, I think Corey's been on the show. And one of the things that, that he said, which I find to be absolutely true, is you have to pencil out all these expenses. And when you're not sure of what they've been, because maybe you haven't had the experience, you really have to have good mentors and people around you that are good with penciling it out to help you think that through and think through those different scenarios. So for me, you know, I'm kind of doing a combination method. I'm definitely looking at a 3% or 4% rule. In my case, I have a ton of my money invested in my businesses. Yes, we have paper portfolios and we put money there every single month. Um, but I also have a huge amount of money tied into my businesses, which are a big part of my retirement plan. Uh, for me, you know, th those assets are now worth in my businesses, you know, like $2 million. It's a huge um, part of my net worth, huge part of my retirement plan. Uh, and those, those values of those, of those assets in my businesses can fluctuate a ton. Those could go down 30 or 50% in the drop of a hat. It's a much more aggressive thing, although I have more control over it. So those are all the kind of things we want to think about all of the kind of, of issues and, and um, discussions when we talk about the 3% rule as a rule of thumb, that we really have to consider the whole picture and the whole enchilada. So I hope this has been educational for you. I hope you've enjoyed kind of these series of, of what is is. And I will mention once again, I would love to hear from you. I would love to know from you. Gosh, I've been hearing about this term. What the heck is that? And we can spend a few minutes here on this podcast going over that for you. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle.